Okay, so Father, we heard you just say that this passage is one definitive, one improving, that the Catholic faith is the one true faith. How so? What is it? Well, it may not be easy to catch at first, but the answer is really very simple. Now, we know that there are, I think now the latest is over 40,000 Christian denominations. Um, and which one then is therefore the true church of Jesus Christ? Well, you've heard me say before, we can state that since there was no other Christian church other than the Catholic church for 1500 years until Martin Luther, that's a pretty good argument in and of itself. So for Christianity to exist for 1500 years and there only being the Catholic church, it would seem odd that Jesus would say, I'm gonna start a church, but get it wrong until Martin Luther gets it right for 1500 years. You've heard me say that. But this is even more definitive. Why is it that this passage proves the trueness of the Catholic faith and that it is the one and only true faith? Okay, what is the one thing that makes the Catholic faith different than any other? All those other 40,000 denominations do not have something the Catholic Church has. All 40,000. What makes the Catholic Church separate and different are the sacraments. And every one of them is biblical. I've done a talk on each of the sacraments. You can find it here on this channel. Um, but each one is biblical, instituted by Christ. Now, let's look at this. Because we learn here from Jesus, it's about words and actions. It's not just words. That's where our, God bless our Protestant brothers and sisters, uh, don't understand the 2,000 years of, of Christianity before or since Christ. Jesus says, not everybody who just says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. It's not just words. It's actions. Jesus just proves it. How? Okay. Physical actions... Now, let's back up. One of the beautiful things about, and I, now I'm really going to take you back to seminary because I've always said seminary is the happiest time of my life. I always want to go back. I am going back. And I said, I'm taking you with me. Now, one of the things you'll learn is that the human person is not just a body. The human person is not just a soul. We are a human, I mean, a body-soul composite. So, Physical actions affect our body, but words affect our soul, okay? So Catholics, we are not purely spiritual beings, but body and spirit woven into one. This is throughout the Bible, even into the Old Testament. So our physical side cannot be ignored. God bless our Protestant brothers and sisters, but there's no use to the physical side or understanding it in the purpose of worship. It's all the spiritual. That's good, but it's only half right. All right it's correct, but it's half right, half correct. We learn through our senses we are humans. This is how we learn. We do physical things. And since the beginning of Christ, they use physical things to worship God. All right? Since Christianity began, we kneel to pray. That's physical. We make the sign of the cross. 
You know, the sign of the cross, it's, it's like branding. What do we do? What do the cowboys do with their, their cattle? They brand them. They put a mark on them. When you make the sign of the cross, you are branding your soul so that, that when Christ comes and the angels come to, to collect the harvest, you're marked. Your soul is marked. You're branded. I belong to God. I don't belong to some cowboy over here. I'm branded. The sign of the cross. These are all things that are physical. Um, so that our entire being, both body and soul, are involved in the worship of God. That's how it's been since the Old Testament. Christ didn't change that. This is why Jesus used both ways of healing. He just didn't say you're healed. What does the Bible always say? He touched him. He laid his hands on him. And this is even more, is he touched and he used words and he used physical matter. He spit. That's what our, our, our sacraments do. They have physical matter. Bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ. And so Jesus used both ways to heal. He touched and he used words. Physical words. Body, spirit. Um, he touched, he spoke. All right, so he always performs feel, physical healing. This is Jesus now. To prepare for spiritual healing. Why do you think he does all the physical healing? He heals physically the first, the body, to prepare to heal your spirit. And most know that saliva heals. Did you know this? Saliva heals minor cuts. It does. Saliva. And so, so he is healing with saliva, that is the body, and saying the words, epitha, be opened. That is the words for the soul. Be open to God's grace. So he is healing with matter, saliva, and with form, the words, be opened. And so this is why the sacraments our form and matter. How many Catholics today don't know this? All right, this is the, the, what the sacraments are. They, they are form. We have words in the sacraments, and they are matter, the acts or the material things. And so, like baptism has form and matter. No other religion has this, and it follows the exact way Christ healed, exact same way he baptized. Let's talk about baptism. The first and greatest sacrament, okay, in some ways. Matter, what's the matter? When people say to you, oh, what's the matter? You know, um, we, we, we really think about that question. The matter is what? The water. You can't baptize without water. Oh, well, I just say the words, Lord, Lord, Lord. No, Jesus said no. He said you have to have the water. He used the water. So in, in baptism, the matter is the pouring of water. It cleanses us, but there's also the form, the words. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If we do not say those words, it's not a valid baptism. So Jesus uses signs, all right, spittle here, or water with baptism, which, which go with the effect that he wants to achieve, which is healing. He does both the physical and the spirit. St. Thomas says the sacraments are not just signs. They're not just physical things. That, you know, they, they do not just signify grace. 
What Thomas Aquinas says is by virtue of Christ instituting them, he instituted every sacrament, they are the actual cause of grace. People come to me all the time, they say, Father, well, I get communion at my first national bank of the church, you know, in, you know, in Detroit, and, and we get communion. No, you don't. You get a piece of bread and grape juice. And not even those faiths believe it is the body and blood of Christ. They don't even claim that. And so those are symbols. Those are symbols that we'll eat and drink together. That's symbolic, not in the Catholic Church, okay? They are the actual cause of grace. And so they are signs, our sacraments, that effect what they signify. What does that mean? Our sacraments are not a symbol of grace. They are the grace. And so they do something. They are actual. And so sacraments, remember your definition. I, I, I've said this, I don't know how many times, but I keep saying it till you memorize it. What is a sacrament? A sacrament is an efficacious sign, meaning efficacious, it does something, of God's grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in you. That one sentence is the entire Bible and what Christ did to bring us grace. And he did it through physical and spiritual, not just spiritual. All of the other 40,000 religions are just spiritual. They don't use the physical in the form that the Catholics and Jesus did. This is so important. You, you say Catholics are not biblical. We, we are the biblical faith. And so look how powerful this is. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward spiritual grace. But it, it's an efficacious sign which means it's not just a symbol, but it actually brings you the grace. Again, they do something. They confer the grace. And the only way you get to heaven is grace. Well, Father, are you saying that good works is going to get me to heaven? No, good works are your cooperation with God's grace. And so we know this because the sacraments are the means by which God gave us grace. We just read it. And so I can't emphasize this enough. We are gearing, look at the sacraments. Okay, let's go to confession. Is, is confession just a symbol? No, it is actual grace of forgiveness. When that priest, see, you see, in the, remember the other healing story where the leper comes to Jesus and, and Jesus says, I heal you. He laid his hands on him, remember? And, and forgives him of sins. But after that, what did Jesus say to him? Go to the priest and he will declare you clean. Jesus healed him. But Jesus didn't say you can go home now. Jesus healed him. But Jesus said, let the priest declare you clean first. Then you can go back to the worship community. What do you do in the, in the confessional? Christ heals you, but it is the priest who declares you clean. Jesus delegated that authority. So when the priest says, I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are guaranteed forgiveness or Jesus is a liar. Now, what is the form and matter of confession? All right, what is the matter? The material thing, it's your sins. 
What you bring into that confessional is the material matter, my sins. Those are the, the actual things I'm bringing in there. And what is the form, the words? I absolve you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's not hoping you're forgiven. It's not wondering if you're forgiven. It is guaranteed forgiveness or Jesus is a liar. You've heard me say that. I can't emphasize this enough. All right, what about the Eucharist? What is the matter? Bread and wine. That is what we physically bring. You can't have mass without bread and wine. Jesus didn't do the last supper and say, I want you to imagine a nice meal. He didn't say that. They actually brought the bread and wine. Only the Catholic faith does what Jesus did. Every other religion has turned it into spiritual only. Yes, we give the spiritual the highest level, but it's also the physical. And Jesus takes the physical, heals it to prepare you then for the spiritual. It's just like the Eucharist. What's the physical? What's the matter? Bread and wine. What then is the form? What are the words? This is my body, which will be given up for you. This is my blood, which will be given up for you. And so, or this is the chalice of my blood, which will be given up for you. So people don't, you know, here's the thing. People often don't receive God's grace. If they say, well, Father, how could that be guaranteed grace? It didn't change my husband. Because you're not prepared for the grace. If you are not prepared to receive it, it's not going to have the effect. This is why Jesus prepared the man. Put the spittle. Got him ready. And then said, be open. That's his soul. And so, you know, if we are deaf... To the words of the scripture, if we're deaf to the teaching of the church, we're not going to be healed. We, we, we will be like this deaf man. And so the, for Protestant sacraments are just symbols of something, but they, they don't cause the divine grace. This is, this is what we have. And so the significance of Jesus putting his fingers into the man's ears is what? Well, Gregory the Great, I just looked this up, said the spirit the Holy Spirit is called the finger of God. When the Lord puts his fingers into the ears of the deaf man, it is an action, an action to prepare his soul to be opened with the words, be opened. Open to what? Faith, the sacraments, and God's grace. And it's the same in holy orders. All right, I was ordained to the priesthood 10 years ago. What, what, is the, what is the matter, the actual action? Bishop Holly laying his hands on me. What is the form? Is when he asked the Holy Spirit to come down upon me to give the grace of the priesthood, holy orders. So in the Bible, it is full of laying of hands. This was a gesture to indicate the transfer of power and blessing. And so this is why the laity should never lay hands on a priest. You know, people come up to me, I told you the story, the woman in, in, in Nebraska, dressed in all black, and I'm coming out of the grocery store, and she demanded to put her hands on top of me. She had black fingernails, and she says, I, ne I need to pray over you. She starts to reach up to my head, I'm, uh-uh. And she got very, very belligerent. I would not let her lay her hands on me, and I turn around and she vanished, vanished. 
And so this is powerful. And that's how apostolic succession in the Catholic Church works. When Bishop Holly laid hands on me, the Holy Spirit of the priesthood. When the priest or the bishop laid hands on Bishop Holly, and when Bishop laid hands on that bishop to ordain him, and when a bishop laid hands on that bishop to ordain him, only in the Catholic Church does that line unbroken go back to one of the 12 apostles. So what does it all mean? After Jesus healed the man, the people said, he did this well. What are the words that he used here? Um, he has done all things well. Okay? They were exceedingly astonished, and they said he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. He's done all things well. Why is this so important? Again, taking you back to seminary. When you hear that, you don't really think anything of it. It's huge. Okay? This is important. Because after he healed the man, and the people said this, that he had done all things well, God said what after he created mankind? It has been done well. It is good. It is good. Basically, he had done all things well. So in the beginning of creation, everything had been good. But then our sin spoiled it. Just like food that now spoils. So now we put food away and within time it spoils. And so God had done this well, but then we spoiled it. So through healing in the sacraments, through the Eucharist, through confession, through baptism, Jesus is bringing back the beauty of God to the world the way it was originally. That's what baptism is. He began the work of a new creation from the old one that was damaged by sin. What does that mean? Reconciliation. And what's the name of our sacrament? Is it the sacrament of forgiveness? Yeah, God forgives. But it's the sacrament of reconciliation, which means God creates us all anew again. When you come out of that confession, you're brand new. And that's powerful. So the word well, it is well, he has done all things well, is true of creation. When God said all things are good, he had done things well. But it's even truer of redemption. When Jesus came and repaired us after being broken. And that, my friends, is from the sacraments that Jesus left us. Jesus said, I must ascend to the Father, but I will remain with you until the end of time. How could he? He just ascended to the Father. He remains with us in that tabernacle. He remains with us in that confessional. And it is through these sacraments that show the Catholic Church is the church of the scriptures, is the only church for 1,500 years that Christ created a church, and it is the church that will get you to heaven, despite our brokenness, despite, I mean, even the 12 apostles were broken. God's own 12 apostles were broken. Oh, I can't follow the church, Father. It's broken. So were the 12 apostles. Well, 11 of them at least. And so praise be to God that he works with broken tools. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.